Hi, everyone. Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to the On My Mind podcast. I am your host, as you probably already know. My name is Ava. I'm so happy you're here. I am so excited to record this podcast. I'm not going to lie. I feel like I haven't, well, I haven't recorded in two weeks because I went on a trip. And so the last two episodes were pre-recorded. So really, we haven't caught up in a while, even though you guys have been hearing from me every single week. I haven't been able to keep you up to speed here. So today it's going to be a very chatty podcast episode. I guess I guess every podcast ever made is chatty, so that doesn't really make sense, but I feel like I finally have so many life updates to tell you about. It's kind of funny because now that I have a podcast, I feel like I'm constant every time something happens, I'm literally constantly in my head, I'm thinking, "Oh my gosh, I can't wait to tell the podcast people because now when something happens, that's the first thing in my head. I'm like, I can't wait to share this in my life update the next time I record. So here we are. I'm being a procrastinating queen today, which I'm normally not. I really try to, eh, I guess I kind of am. I feel like by default, I tend to procrastinate, especially because when you work for yourself, you kind of can. It's not a good habit, but essentially I am recording this episode about 15 hours before it's supposed to go up, which is you know, cutting it a little close there, but that just means that you're going to be more up to speed than ever. So hello, hope you're having a good week so far. It's currently 4 p.m. and I still have pretty bad jet lag. I got back from my trip. I was on EST time because I was in New York. And so I feel like my body thinks it's 10 p.m. right now. It's kind of been nice, honestly, having jet lag just because I have been effortlessly waking up at 6.30 a.m. And when I tell you that is unheard of from me, like effortlessly waking up and feeling good at that early of an hour does not happen for me often. And so obviously with this jet lag, I've been going to bed very early, 9 p.m., 10 p.m. latest, and then waking up super early. I'm hoping to keep that similar sleep schedule. That would be so prime for me to use this jet lag to my advantage and keep this sleep schedule because prior to leaving on this trip, as you guys already know if you've listened to the last few episodes, I was not doing the best. I was in a really bad rut and that definitely reflected on my routines. I just felt not good and I was waking up super late, going to bed extremely late. So I feel like I'm on a better track now. So lots to talk about. First, I will give you an update on something that I am recently obsessing over and that is Olipop. I think it's called just like classic root beer. That's the flavor. Olipop is a drink brand. This is not sponsored or anything, but I discovered it when I was in Michigan and I knew what Olipop was. I've heard of it. I've tasted some of their flavors, but I had never tried the root beer flavor. And for me, I am definitely a big root beer girly, but I'm not a soda girly. I love drinkity drinks, but I don't love soda and I don't drink soda and I don't buy soda. So when I found this, Olipop is basically healthy, good for your body, good for your digestive health type of drink. It's like carbonated, very delicious. They have really yummy flavors, but this one tastes really similar to root beer. It doesn't quite itch that like root beer taste feeling that I am craving, but it's pretty good. And when I tell you the digestive shit in there works, <laughs> it works. And I feel like it low-key works fast for me. So that is what I just drank. I just slammed a can of it 
And so that was my drink of the day today. Other than that, before we get into today's very fun and exciting episode, I'm really excited to do this. I need to update you, fill you in on all the things that have happened in the last two weeks. I feel like this has been the most eventful two weeks of my adulthood because so much has happened. I feel like even just internally, I feel like I'm in a much different place than before I left because my, eh, I was just not doing too well. And I really feel like I'm a turn in a page here. So anyway, I just went on a two week trip. It was like a two part trip. The first part, I went to Michigan, the Midwest, the good old Midwest with a group of friends. There were about nine of us. Sometimes there was like more people or less, but for the most part, it was nine of us at this beautiful lake house on Lake Michigan. And with some of my favorite people, I got to hang out with new people who I haven't met before. And it was so, so fun. And if you've listened to the last few episodes, you might've heard me talking about how I usually say no or I hesitate towards like group situations and even like group trips because that's very legit. You know, it's one thing to hang out with a group of friends for a night, but to go on a full on trip, that definitely takes a lot for me just because I've had some pretty traumatizing experiences. But this was honestly the most wholesome, fun group little trip. There were six girls, I think, and three guys, and it was such a good group of people. No drama, which is kind of unheard of when you have a group of people together and we just had such wholesome fun in the midwest we had a boat day we climbed some sand dunes sat around a fire made s'mores talked about life and it was so needed and nice and as soon as that trip was over i felt so sad that it was over which is funny because usually when i leave something like that because that's a lot of social interaction especially for like three four days in a row my social battery usually usually feels very drained but it didn't at all and i think that's just because it felt so good good group of people and that just made me so happy especially because this year one of my main focuses and goals was to expand on my friendships say yes to more things be open to opportunities like that and so that was just a really good experience and I really hope I can do more stuff like that next year and then after Michigan I hopped on over to New York just because if I'm gonna go all the way to Michigan all the way to the Midwest you might as well go to New York after because I have a ton of family there my whole mom's side basically lives there plus my sister does too so I went over there after and it's always such a good time when I'm there I feel like because I go so often and because I've been going since I was maybe like two or three years old I feel so comfortable there and at this point I don't really feel like a tourist when I go there it's not you know sparkly New York City to me it's just like oh it's New York and I don't know I definitely obviously I'm not going to call myself a New Yorker because that is a title I do not deserve and I don't even live there but I do feel very comfortable there and I feel pretty familiar with it so I got to see all of my family which was so nice and I also which I'm very proud of myself for also made some new friends while I was there, fostered some friendships that I have with people who live there. And that might seem small to a lot of people, but if you're someone who in the past has struggled with social anxiety or even just reaching out, making new friends and being nervous about that, that was a big deal for me because I feel like maybe for the first five days that I was there, every single day I hung out with a different friend, which is kind of almost unusual for me, but I'm hoping to make it more usual rather than unusual. One of those friends was someone I had only met literally for like three hours when she was in Hawaii a few months ago. And this was my second time hanging out with her. Usually I feel like I wouldn't do stuff like that, but now 
I am just so proud of myself because I did. I said yes. And it was so fun and good. And I'm really proud of myself for making new friendships and even just pouring extra into friendships that already existed. That's something that's been making me really happy. And I never thought I would get to this point just because for the longest time, because that was something that I struggled with, I just kind of stuck that identity on me and I didn't even bother to try and grow out of it or fix it or work on it. But I feel like I'm in such a good place with all of that. That being said, since I've been home, I literally have not seen anyone (laughs) because I need to get back on the working grind, which I really have. There's so much to tell you. Okay, we're going to you know what? We'll stay from one topic to the next. I'm going to tell you about New York because I might have done something a little out of character. A little, not even out of character because it felt so fitting. Essentially, you probably already know this, but if you don't follow me on my other stuff, I got a tattoo. Not only did I get one tattoo, I got a tattoo. And then a few days later, I was like, I'm getting another tattoo. So over the course of the seven, eight days that I was in New York City, I got two tattoos my first two ever. The first one happened very spontaneously. Essentially, my sister and I have always wanted to get matching sister tattoos. And to be honest, in the back of my head, I kind of always figured that it would just be something that we talked about, but never really acted on because my sister already had tattoos. I had no tattoos on my body. I was a tattoo virgin. And so I was like, "Eh, honestly, I'm not going to say anything, but I just doubt this will ever happen. And so ever since I was 18, legal to get a tattoo, she's been asking me to get one. And I always said, no, no, no. I was really refusing to do it. I was just never interested. And then on one of the days that I was hanging out with my sister, we were in line to go to the bathroom at this coffee shop. She turns to me and she randomly says out of nowhere, we weren't even talking about this. She says, do you want to get a tattoo today? And I looked at her and with no hesitation, I literally go, yes. And within the hour, we are walking to a tattoo place, hoping we can get a walk-in appointment. I didn't tell a single person, which is very out of character for me, because usually when I make a big decision or I'm deciding on something, I have to involve everyone in my life and get their opinions, whatever. And it was just funny because I am the type of person, I don't even, I can't even decide on what to order at a restaurant, okay? It literally is so hard for me. And so the fact that I just walked in and got a tattoo, and it was over. Just like that, I didn't even tell anyone or think twice about it. It just felt so right. And that's how I knew that I wasn't going to regret it because there was no doubt in my mind. I was like, you know what? This just feels so right. The timing is perfect. Let's go get a freaking matching sister tattoo. And that's what we did. Ever since my sister Kayla and I have talked about the idea of getting a matching sister tattoo, we have always been trying to think of a symbol that represents our sisterhood. I don't know if that's like the right word, sistership, whatever. We've been trying to think of like a design that or a symbol that kind of represents our relationship. And we had literally never settled on one. And so it's kind of funny because even walking to this tattoo place, we had no idea what we wanted. And then we kind of both at the same time were like, should we get our middle name, Jules? Because there was just no symbol that we could think of that truly represented what we wanted it to represent. We do share the same middle name, which I know a lot of siblings don't. We actually share that same middle name with our dad and our grandpa. So that middle name does mean a lot to us. And so we got matching jewels 
tattoos in cursive, both on our rib cage. It was my first tattoo. I was honestly prepared for the worst. I've been getting a lot of questions on if it hurt because I know the rib cage is a very uncomfortable place. And a lot of people in my DMs were like, wow, you have balls <laughs> for getting your first one on your rib cage. And I didn't even realize that was a super sensitive spot. I was expecting honestly searing pain as if there was a hot on fire knife blade digging into my skin. That's what I was prepared for. I was really prepared for the worst. And for me, it wasn't even that unpleasant of an experience. It took maybe 10 minutes. And the best way I can describe it is it felt like someone took their sharp fingernail and kind of like dug it into my skin and was like dragging it in my skin, but it didn't feel like a hot blazing fire blade. So it wasn't as bad as I thought. I know for my sister, hers hurt very badly. So I guess it just depends on person to person. And after seeing that tattoo, when I tell you, I am now, oh gosh, I'm the type of person when I, I get, mm, I can get addicted to things very easily. And then clearly I wanted more because when I like something, I tend to get very obsessed. And it's honestly a miracle that I don't have 10 tattoos right now by the time I left New York. So I really did hold myself back, mostly because this is not something that's like, hee hee hee, you know, this can be reversible because obviously you can get laser tattoo removal for a tattoo, but for the most part, it's pretty permanent. So I'm really trying to slow down here, but I did want to get a second one while I was there. So a mere two days later, I was back at the tattoo parlor with my friend. She got a tattoo. I got another one on my right wrist. It's a very skinny little sun. It's so cute. And that also means a lot to me just growing up in the sunshine. I love the sun. I also just started a brand called Sun Glow. So it kind of is perfect and it looks really cute. It's very dainty. Both of these tattoos are pretty dainty and small. So I feel like they just look really good. And who knows? I'm gonna not go crazy. I say that now, but I'm done for a little bit. I feel like I need to let them simmer. <laughs> But yeah, I officially put the bumper sticker on the Bentley. And if you understand where that's from, I love you. And if you don't, essentially in an interview a long time ago, Kim Kardashian, someone was asking Kim Kardashian if she would ever get a tattoo. And she looks at the interviewer and she goes, honey, of course not. Would you put a bumper sticker on a Bentley? <laughs> Apparently I did, <laughs> but I'm not even a Bentley. I'm more like a, eh, I'm like a truck. No, I'm not a truck. What kind of car would I be? I'm certainly not a Bentley. That's kind of, it's kind of pretentious. <laughs> I don't know what kind of car I am, but I did put a bumper sticker on it and I do not regret it one bit. So that happened. And the other really exciting thing that happened in New York City was that I met up with the girl that I hired to be my creative assistant, my social media helper, my right hand girly. And her name's Lizzie. I had hired her for the position maybe a month ago. And so it just so happened to work out that she lives in New Jersey. And so since I was super close in New York, we got to meet, which was so exciting because we're gonna be working really closely together. And she hadn't started yet. She actually just started yesterday officially in the position. And so it was really cool to meet up with her and talk before she started. It was such a journey to hire someone for this position. So the fact that I got to meet her we vibed so well. It just made me so happy because lots of things are coming up 
for the biz. And I don't know, that was just so cool to meet her. We ended up hanging out, I think for six hours. <laughs> and that was our first time meeting, but I'm really glad we got to do that just because it's a remote position. So we primarily just talk over Zoom, FaceTime, we text. So I'm really glad while I was on the East Coast, I got to meet her. And yeah, that was very, very big. I had a lovely scoop of Italian ice on Long Island. My grandma, Tutu, lives on Long Island and there's this place called Ralph's Italian Ice. They're only open during the summer and I haven't been to New York in the summer since six years ago. So it's been a minute because now I usually only go in the autumn and this Italian ice place is not open in the autumn. So the day that I was there, I made sure to make a stop there and it was so good. Hit the spot so much. There's nothing like authentic Italian ice because the ones you can buy at the store, they just don't hit the same. And funny enough, yesterday when I went grocery shopping, I actually bought these Italian ice thingies and they just don't hit the same as much as I want them to. They really just don't. So that's unfortunate. Oh well, but it'll, it'll do. But that's basically the recap of my trip. Wasn't very a short recap, but I feel like there was just so much to tell you. I don't know. I just feel like this trip was very good for my own self-discovery and I feel like I'm in a new stage of life right now. I'm also just so grateful for the friendships that I made that I already had that just got stronger over this trip. I don't know, mentally I'm just feeling very grateful right now and I also kind of have the travel bug but I'm also really excited to finally get back into a routine because even prior to leaving I was not in a routine. I was feeling like shit but now the last few days that I've been home I'm like, I've been home for three days and two of those days I've had a good routine and suddenly I think I'm a new woman, but that's how it feels, okay? So I'm just glad that I'm feeling good again and I'm really gonna prioritize doing things that make me feel good and hoping that I can keep this amazing sleep schedule. Will it happen? Who knows? Eh, my hopes are like 50-50 right now. That's that. The last thing I have to talk about before we get into this fun, juicy episode. I know I'm definitely rambling right now, but you know what? This is my podcast. And what else are you supposed to do on a podcast other than talk? You know what I mean? Like maybe there's no such thing as rambling on a podcast, especially because this is literally a solo podcast. So I feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. But anyway, if you're listening to this on the day that this episode is posted, even if you're a few days late, long story short, Sunglow, my brand that I have started is officially launched, which is so crazy. Today's the day that it finally comes out. You can shop Sunglow at shopsunglow.com, which is so crazy. Two years of work has gone into this and it's crazy that the day is finally here. It launches at 3 p.m. EST, 2 p.m. CST, 12 p.m. PST, and 9 a.m. HST. I don't know how I have that all in my head but it launches July 20th, which is today, the day that this podcast is posted. And I am truthfully freaking out because this is literally my childhood dream to start my own business and the day is here. And it's just so crazy. I'm so excited to finally share it with you. And I'm really extra excited for future stuff because now that you guys know about it, I can take you along the process and involve you guys more, which I'm really excited about because prior to this, I'd kept it a secret for a very, very long time just because, you know, in 2020, if I was like, I'm starting something exciting soon, and I was saying that for two years before it came out, you know, it was a little early to start talking about it just because it was so far away from it being finished. And now that you guys know that I have my own business, I feel like it'll be fun to involve you guys with 
maybe asking your thoughts on designs or colors or I don't even know. I'm just so excited to build this community, the Sunglow community. Definitely check out the Instagram. That has been a labor of love making a cute little feed. It's at Shop Sunglow and I'm obsessed with it. I've been having so much fun creatively with pouring into all of this and also the website is the cutest thing ever it's shopsunglow.com but the website looks so good the photos are amazing and we're selling a variety of things with a variety of price points so definitely check it out today's launch day i'm so so excited it's honestly such a dream come true and i don't know it almost doesn't even feel real that this is finally happening because it's just been such a long time coming funny story it actually was supposed to launch last year that was the original plan and it took a year longer <laughs> to actually have it all work out than we thought but i feel like timing always works out how it's meant to because i cannot imagine this happening last year i feel like it all happened when it was meant to be happening and so two years later i'm finally given birth <laughs> to this project that's what it feels like i feel like i've had this secret pregnancy for like two years and now it's birthed <laughs> I don't know why I chose to explain it like that. But anyway, Sunglow is here. So excited. Yay. All right. That was about 25 minutes of life updates. I feel like usually I don't have that much to talk about. So this was actually really fun. It felt like I was on FaceTime with a friend updating her on all of these things. So that was a good, that was a fun little moment. But today's episode is a little bit different and I'm really excited about it because we are doing He's a 10, but dot, 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 dot. And if you're confused, Ava, what does that even mean? You probably aren't on TikTok and you probably don't know what the trends are right now. So if you don't know, essentially this trend started on TikTok where it was this game between a group of friends and one of the people would say, he's a 10, but for example, when he cuts his toenails, they get everywhere and he doesn't clean them up. <laughs> so he's a 10, but when he cuts his toenails, they end up all over the floor and he doesn't pick up after himself. He's a two. So hopefully you kind of get what this whole game, this trend is about. It's so fun. I feel like I've played it with so many different people. It's honestly so fun to play. You can even do it in reverse and be like, he's a two, but he'll give you endless hair or back tickles without you even having to ask for it. He's a seven now. <laughs> so that's essentially how this whole game works. And so in my DMs a few days ago, one of you guys actually suggested that it'd be a fun episode idea for me to do a question box on the Instagram and be like, he's a 10, but, and then have you guys kind of fill in the rest of the blank. So I haven't read any of them yet. I'm really excited. I'm hoping you guys went a little crazy with them. I feel like this will be a fun little game to play. Kind of a silly episode, but honestly, I have been loving seeing these videos on TikTok, on Instagram and even just playing it with friends in my own life. So I feel like this will be very fun. And obviously this is all for fun and games. You know, if this is a real life situation, I feel like maybe I'd reevaluate these things or evaluate these things differently, but this is just for shits and giggles. So that being said, let's hop into it. He's a 10, but dot, dot, dot. And you guys filled in the blanks. If you want to participate in future episodes like this, make sure you're following the podcast Instagram. It's at my mind pod. Anyway, let's begin. <gasps> oh, we are starting off strong. He's a 10, but he interrupts when you're reading and says, oh good, you're not doing anything. He's a four. If he does not understand that when you are reading a book, there can be no distractions. First of all, he clearly probably doesn't read himself, which like may be a red flag. <laughs> oh, men that read, wow, the bar is literally six feet below, but men that read 
are just automatically more attractive, but men who interrupt you when you re- you're reading because they don't think you're doing anything, no, that is not a man. <laughs> that is a boy. He's a four for sure. Is that what I said? Yeah. He's a 10, but he doesn't understand menstruation. Ugh. well, okay. He's a six, but that six can easily drop to a two if he thinks it's gross. Because that's one thing, you know, I feel like a lot of guys aren't educated about women's cycles and periods because honestly, I feel like a lot of us people with ovaries and people who have periods don't even understand it themselves just because I feel like we're not taught all of the ins and outs of our cycles, of menstruation, our periods. So I wouldn't dock that many points if he doesn't know that much about it just because I feel like a lot of guys don't. Oh my gosh. But if he's a 10 and he knows all about it, he's a 15. However, maybe that was, that was being a little, a little excessive with the six. So maybe he's an eight. And if he's open to learning about it, then he's still a 10. But if he thinks periods are gross and is rude about them, then he's a two. This one's funny. He's a 10, but he uses a fork at a Chinese restaurant. Oh, okay. So personally, I feel like if this were the case, maybe he's like an eight. Because I feel like here in Hawaii, most people know how to use chopsticks. I've never really met a guy who doesn't know how. But if I were to be eating with a guy and he had to like personally ask the waiter for a fork because he doesn't know how to use chopsticks, I would like dock him a few points. I'd be like, "Mm, honey, we're adults here. You got to know how to use all of the instruments. Instruments, utensils, that's the word. He's a 10, but says rewatching shows is stupid. Mm, he's a one. <laughs> I take that personally because, and you guys know this, I rewatch the same two shows on a loop and it's almost unhealthy. My two shows, my two comfort shows, and you guys already know this. I don't even know why I'm like telling you, but it's Gossip Girl and The Vampire Diaries and I can't get enough. If a guy were to say that rewatching shows is stupid and actually be mean to me about it, I would no longer, I would break up with them because I'm sorry, but this is part of who I am and I will be 50 and still watching these shows, okay? So that's kind of a deal breaker if you ask me, I don't know. He's a 10, but he has the worst fashion sense. This one's hard. You don't know pain until you're dating a guy or you have a boyfriend and every time you go to pick him up or he goes to pick you up, you're like worried about what he's going to show up wearing. <laughs> that is a different different level of pain. And I've only had a few experiences with this where I've been worried about what a guy might wear. And honestly, I mean, at the end of the day, everyone, you know, is entitled to their own opinions, their own sense of style. But, you know, I feel like some some guys have really questionable style, especially, I don't know about you guys where you live, but like in Hawaii, some guys, mm-mm-mm. But then again, there also isn't that strong of like a fashion world here. So eh, maybe I can be more lenient. But if he shows up oh, wearing something that is highly questionable, then he's a, a six. He's a 10, but he hugs you way too much without asking. Girl, he's an 11. He's a 12. Unless you don't like to be hugged. But why wouldn't you like being hugged? Okay, I can see it if you aren't dating this person. Because you know those random guy friends that you have or those guys that would randomly want to hug you all the time? Then he's a two because please respect my personal boundaries. You do not deserve to touch me and you are not my boyfriend. No, no access, access denied. But if that's your boyfriend or your partner or your husband, 
I feel like that's cute if he wants to hug you a lot. So depends on the circumstance, depends who this guy is to you. If he's just a friend, if he's not even your friend, if he's just like a weirdo that loves to try and hug you or if he's your boyfriend. So I'd say for the first two options, he's a four for not respecting personal boundaries. But if that's someone you're actually together with, he's an 11, he's a 12. I would love that. (laughs) This one is painful. He's a 10, but he still asks his mom to make his bed. Oh, that gives me shivers down my spine especially if he's like a full-on adult. You know what? Maybe if he's a teenager too, because that's kind of weird. Even like a 17-year-old boy being like, mommy, can you make my bed? Excuse me? No, that is a red flag because that would mean that in the future, if you guys end up dating, he's going to expect you to do things for him and he's going to treat you like his mom. And if you end up moving in with him one day, he's going to make you do all the things that he asked his mom to do in the past. No, no, no. That is actually a red flag. So therefore he would be a three. I'm so sorry, but grow up respectfully, (laughs) respectfully grow up. Thank you. (gasps) He's a 10, but he washes his face with hand soap. I am so sorry, but he is automatically a six. You know, I'm not going to dock him that many points, but that is sketchy stuff. There are so many guys and I've noticed this. There's so many guys in this world who literally use three in one shampoo body wash and face wash like that is not good Ooh. on another note though he's a three but he has a skincare routine he's an eight you know what i mean honestly guys who have skincare routines are 10 times hotter than guys who use literal hand wash or shampoo for their face so any guys listening create a skincare routine and you will be a green flag He's a 10, but I can see his crack every time he gets out of the car. Oh, there's something about seeing a guy's butt crack that is just so deeply unsettling and such a turnoff. It's just like, ew, put that away. Like, what are you doing? Uh, He's a seven. He's a six, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's a 10, but he's unavailable. LMAO. He's suddenly a 20. Ugh. I would never ever homewreck something, obviously, but there's definitely an extra allure to a guy who is taken. Why? I don't know why. And I would never, you know, do anything, obviously, but I swear a guy who's a 10, who's unavailable, maybe he's in a relationship or he's emotionally unavailable. Ugh, he's like a 30. Ugh, that's so upsetting. Anyway, ooh, he's a 10, but he only posts you on his clothes. Oh, he's a four, especially if you're his girlfriend. Maybe if you guys are talking, I would understand that. Or if you're just casually dating and you're not official. But if you have been with this person for more than six months, for more than a year, and he refuses to post you on public and only on his close friends, I would put money on the fact that he probably only has you on his close friends. So he thinks, so he makes you think that he's posting you to his close friends, but in reality, only you're on his close friends and therefore is being very sneaky as guys are. That is the biggest red flag. I'm so sorry, but guys who refuse, mm, you know, I, I guess I have different opinions on this because some guys just don't even use social media like that. But if he's someone who constantly posts, but doesn't post you, There's probably a reason. And I've noticed that because in the past I've been like, why isn't this guy posting me? Blah, 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 blah. Honey, it's because he doesn't want other girls to know that he is taken. He's a two. (laughs) He's a two. 
He's a 10, but he hates pasta. Uh, he's not anything to me because I cannot simply have a guy in my life who doesn't like pasta because that's all I know how to make. He's a one. He's a 10, but he doesn't like dogs. He's a zero. I'm so sorry. He's a negative. That is such a red flag, guys who don't like dogs. And that's funny because right next to this one, someone else said he's a 10, but he's allergic to dogs. See, to me, you can't control being allergic to dogs. And I have a soft spot for that because I am allergic to dogs and I love dogs. And personally for me, even though I'm kind of very allergic, I will still let my dog kiss me, cuddle me, whatever. I'll break out in hives. I'll have a sneezing attack. My throat will close up a little bit, but I don't care. I do it because I love dogs. That's not a red flag because you can't control being allergic, okay? But if a guy purposely doesn't like dogs, then that's saying something. And that's kind of scary. You know what I mean? That's kind of a red flag. I would run. And if he doesn't like dogs, he is a 1.2. That's all I have to say. He's a, t- <laughs> he's a 10, but he communicates through Snapchat. He's a two and he's probably a hoe. <laughs> I'm right though. You know what I mean? Especially when you're an adult. I'm so sorry, but like at a certain point, get off Snapchat. If he's 25 and up, why are you on Snap? Why? Mm, that's questionable. <laughs> oh my God. This one is so funny. He's a 10, but he doesn't wash his ass in the shower. He is single. (laughs) Oh God, that's terrifying. Uh, He's a one. You know, hygiene is important. So I feel like I'm being generous with a one, okay? He's a 10, but he doesn't say please and thank you. Ooh, when ordering in a restaurant. He's a zero. I'm so sorry, but when you go on a date with a guy, you will be able to tell so much about who this person is, what kind of morals they have, what kind of person they are, by the way they treat the wait staff. And that will kind of tell you all you need to know because if this person doesn't say please, thank you, if they're not kind to the waiter or waitress, done. Red flag. Down the road, you will be grateful that you ended it because no, no, no. On the other hand, if you're with someone who is super nice, super kind, you know, the type of person that stacks the plates on each other so that the bus boy or the bus person who like cleans up the table after doesn't have to do it themselves. That's a green flag and he's a 15. So stay on the lookout for that. That will tell you a lot about a person, how they treat people in restaurants. Okay. It's actually really good. I'm glad this person entried or I'm glad this person did this entry. So I don't know if I gave a number. I think I said one. I've low-key been kind of brutal with these numbers, but I'm so sorry. I don't care how hot a guy is. If he is rude, especially to people in a restaurant setting, that tells me all I need to know. He's a 10, but he doesn't let you touch his phone. Hmm. He is single. (laughs) He's a two. If, oh my gosh, this is another, I feel like this is low-key turning into guy advice. You will be able to tell if a guy's hiding something, if he's willing to let you touch his phone. Because I'm sorry, but if there's nothing on there that's sketchy, why would he freak out? Because I feel like most guys who have nothing to hide, they'd be like, here, babe, here's my phone. But on the flip side, if he freaks out and refuses, you don't even have to go on his phone to know something's going on. Something's not quite right there. (laughs) He's a four, but his love language is watching sunsets at the beach every night. Ooh, he's a seven. And if he takes cute Instagram photos of you 
at the beach during sunset, then he's a nine. <laughs> he's a 10, but thinks asking for consent kind of kills the vibe. He is a negative 5,000. I don't even need to elaborate on that one. Thank you. He's a 10, but refuses to watch Twilight with you. Mm. Okay, here's the thing. I'm not going to be too brutal with this one because honestly, Twilight is like a sacred thing for me. I don't need to watch it with someone else. I'm more than happy watching it alone because I feel like sometimes watching it with someone else kind of ruins the experience and it's something I need to experience alone. So eh, maybe he's like an eight. You know, he doesn't, if he wants to watch it with me, he can. I'm not going to dock that many points though, because honestly, I would prefer to watch it alone anyway. Ooh, he's a 10, but he's scared of the ocean personally or like if he can't swim i'm so sorry but he's a three even if he's super hot that would be such an ick imagine taking the hottest guy you know to the beach and you're someone who loves the beach you love to swim and then he literally tells you that he doesn't know how to swim and he hates the ocean ew he's suddenly ugly i'm so sorry oh gosh he's a 10 but he only has girl best friends uh I don't feel like being paranoid or constantly be in a stage of duress. So he's a two if he only has girl best friends. Like, mm, kind of a red flag because, eh, yeah, no. No, thank you. Not for me. I'm so sorry, but like, I can't do that. <laughs> Ooh, this is a good one. He's a 10, but he takes the booth seat when you go out to eat. <sighs> You know, you will be able to tell a lot by a person, especially on a date setting, if they make you take the uncomfortable chair at a restaurant and they take the booth. No, especially on a date. I'm so sorry, but like the booth belongs to me. You sit in the uncomfortable chair and that's how this works. So, ugh, he's a six. Ew, take one for the team, buddy. Sit in the uncomfy chair and let me sit in the booth because I am a princess. <laughs> Ugh, honestly, take notes, guys, okay? <laughs> he's a 10, but he has a Saturdays are for the boys poster in his room. He's a three and you need to run. <laughs> I don't know why, but that just screams red flag and that would make me highly unsettled. He's a 10, but he has the same name as your dad. Oh, he's suddenly not the one. He's suddenly a three. Because imagine dating this person that can just be weird and i'm not gonna talk about why it's gonna be weird you can connect the dots but like imagine in that situation no no i'm so sorry change your name go to the government get a new name because under no circumstance no i feel like i don't even need to say more you get it <laughs> he's a 10 but he doesn't want me he's a 20 oh hot guys who don't want you are so much more attractive and it's so painful, but it's true. And I know that firsthand. Ugh, hang in there. <laughs> He's a 10, but he never makes plans. Mm -mm -mm. That's a no for me. He's a five. Like, I'm sorry, but that is the bare minimum to make plans. Uh, yeah, I'm so sorry, but I'm gonna have to bump him down to a five. Mm-hmm. This is personal. <laughs> He's a 10, but the only thing he knows how to cook is pasta. That is literally me. So if some guy were talking about like, I'm a 10, but I only know how to cook pasta. If he were to dock off points for that, I would feel very sad because you know, pasta is great and I'm trying to expand. But uh, if a guy only knows how to make pasta, He's a nine. <laughs> There's room to grow. But if he's not open to learning how to cook anything else, that's not going to work because 
I kind of need a guy who's going to cook <laughs> because I don't want to and I don't really know how, nor do I really have the desire to right now. Then he would be like a four. Yeah, I think that's my final answer. <gasps> Ooh, he's a 10, but he doesn't shower after playing football, then getting in bed. Oh, that is very bothersome to me. <laughs> oh, I mean, he plays football, so he's like an 11 now. Oh my God, if he's already a 10 and he plays football, he's an 11. But if he doesn't shower after playing football and then he gets in his bed, I'm so sorry, but he's a four and that's being generous. That's so gross. <laughs> this one's good. He's a 10, but he'll cry when a bug comes near him. He's a three because he can't protect me from what I need. I'm so sorry, but the guy who I need in my life is a guy who will carelessly or not carelessly, who will effortlessly step up to the plate and kill a spider, kill a cockroach, kill any bug that needs to be killed. And I know that sounds dramatic, but I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> like when I scream for help, when I see a bug in my apartment, I, if you have a guy that cries or that freaks out and is like, no, you do it. Ew. I am suddenly single, Ben, because I need to be protected. <laughs> that would be a red flag for me, honestly. Ooh, he's a 10, but he mansplains. I feel like so many guys who are a 10, like, ooh, super hot. They just tend to have this toxic masculinity and tend to mansplain things. If you don't know what mansplaining is, let me look it up on Google to give you a proper definition. It says, when a man explains something to someone, typically a woman, in a manner regarded as condescending or patronizing. And it's basically in a way that assumes she has no knowledge about the topic. <laughs> he is a two. I'm so sorry, but I'm... Mm, guys who mansplain get on my nerves. So I don't actually... Ugh. You know what? I feel like with most of these answers, I'm not actually picturing like who I think, like a guy that I think is a genuine 10, so hot, so perfect. Okay. So now that I have that image in my head, if he tried to mansplain something to me, uh, maybe he's like a six. Oh, don't be mad at me. I'm, oh, guys who are 10 are rare. <laughs> I suddenly rebuke all of my answers I've previously given. Maybe I was being a little excessive, but you know what? We can't give these men hope out there. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm being like so dramatic. I'm so sorry. I'm having way too much fun with this episode. Anyway, moving on. Ooh, he's a three, but helps you take off your makeup and do skincare when you're drunk. That is a green flag. He is suddenly a seven. Guys who do that. Oh, that is so sweet. I've never had that happen to me. But also like, can you imagine a guy who actually takes care of you? What a concept. <laughs> He's a 10, but his flip-flops squeak when he walks. Ooh, that is such an ick. Imagine the hottest guy you know wearing slippers and they're like squeaking. <laughs> He's like a seven, but you have an added ick and you're just like embarrassed to be around him. He's a 10, but he spams himself lip syncing on TikTok and it's not satire. Literally every TikTok boy to exist. Ooh, I feel like it depends how much of a 10 he is. Because some guys look really hot while doing it, but if it's actually cringy and icky, oh, he's got to be docked a few points. I think maybe he's like a six now. Ooh, he's a 10, but he only wants to eat healthy. You know what? Good for him. Do as you please, sir. But I need someone in my life who will eat a whole packet of brownies with me and be down to get french fries with essentially every meal that we get at a restaurant. So for me, mm, he's like suddenly a six good for you. Take care of your health, King. But like that, you're not for me. You're not for me. 
Ooh, he's a 10, but he doesn't take Insta pics for you. RIP. Ew, he's a four. I'm so sorry, but like if you do not support, if you cannot help me get a Pinterest worthy picture, you do not deserve to be with me. <laughs> Clearly, that is like one of my top priorities in a guy that I date is for them to take photos for me, which sounds so stupid, but like they should enjoy it. You know what I mean? It's like, why would a guy not want to enjoy that? Taking pictures of his girlfriend? That's a green flag when they do, especially if they do it right. Ugh. If he's a 10 and he likes taking Instagram pictures for you, he's a 13. <laughs> he's a 10, but he has size 13.5 for shoes. <laughs> he's a 20. <laughs> oh my gosh. This one's so funny. He's a 10, but gets stuck in a revolving door. Can you imagine the hottest, most sexy guy you know getting stuck in a revolving door and he's making like a whole commotion and he's genuinely stuck? Oh my God. Mm, he's like a six. That's like embarrassing. Can you imagine his look of horror on his face? That's actually kind of funny. Maybe he's like a seven or like an eight. That would just be something that that image would never leave my head. There's something about that that would turn me off so much, but also like, make me laugh so hard. I don't know. He's a 10, but he has no emotional intelligence. Uh, girl, run, run. I don't even need to rate him. But if someone has no emotional intelligence, do not get involved with them. They will hurt you like no other. Trust me, I know. Okay, last one. We're gonna make this one a good one. <laughs> He's a 10, but he unironically calls his parents mommy and daddy. Ooh, he's a four. That's scary. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys really came through with all of these responses. There's so many more. So thank you to everyone who wrote in. And some of you, it's so funny because I'm noticing some of you literally sent in over like 10 responses. And I think that's probably because these are actually things you're experiencing. But I appreciate all of you for writing in. This is so fun. I feel like this was a very much needed episode. We had some fun. We caught up. Thank you for listening to me and for being here. I haven't said this in a while, but if you so feel called to do so, definitely leave a review on Spotify. On Spotify, it's really easy. All you have to do is go to my podcast page and then click on the number of stars. Hopefully a five. <laughs> that would be really nice. I'm like, that would be nice. If it's anything other than a five, please do not. Or if you want to actually write a review on Apple, you don't have to, but if you have the time, you're bored, you feel like it, then definitely leave a review on there. But anyway, this was a fun episode. I hope you all enjoyed, had a good laugh. Again, this is me kind of being dramatic with these answers of he's a 10, but because in reality, if you have a guy who's a 10 in front of you, oof, that's actually dangerous. I do not like guys that are 10s because when a guy is a 10, when anyone's a 10, if you don't like guys, whoever's a 10, I feel like in those situations, sometimes you sacrifice your morals and what you want because they're a 10. So honestly, 10s are kind of red flags just because they're so rare and they might try to get away with anything just because they know they're a 10 and you think they're a 10. I don't know. I'm getting way too deep into this now. Okay. I think we're done here again. Thank you for listening. And that was everything on my mind.